Hey, welcome to episode two of She Gets It Done. Make sure to hit subscribe, comment and like. We hope you love this week's episode. Hello, welcome back to our podcast, She Gets It Done. I'm Laura. And I'm Sana. And today we're going to talk about things that people do that they don't know it aggravates their dog's behavior. Something like that. Makes the behavior worse. Oh, just knocked everything over. Alrighty. So, what type of behaviors are we talking about then? Uh, the first thing that comes to mind, it's the, it's okay, baby. Yes. Have you heard that one? Very much. Yeah. For yeah. me, it's that one and the petting, the constant petting um, when the dog is actually showing negative behaviors. That's right. So I just want to say one thing, and I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, reassuring your dog, because that's not what I'm at. Uh, the thing I find completely wrong, and this is something that happened to me a while back and like got me really shitty. I was coming out of the movies and there's a lady there with a tiny dog and the dog starts like lunging at barking at me in an like, aggressive uh, way. <laughs> Yeah, like that and that's okay I'm a dog trainer I understand that you know I'm a threat for that dog whatever but what I didn't like is that the lady was telling her dog it's okay baby it's okay baby and I'm like no it's, it's not, not okay. okay yeah it's not okay it's not okay to behave like that I understand it's okay that you're scared and but I don't think it's you know a good idea to tell your dog that whatever they're doing is okay right there so that's that's what i mean by that yeah i think it really comes from a soothing thing i don't think they actually think it's okay but it's like it's okay you're all right you're all right i think that's kind of what they mean but by doing that you're really telling your dog instead of soothing them because i think that's what they're trying to do you are reinforcing you're rewarding you're encouraging that behavior and that means it'll Correct. get worse, right? Because every time that dog sees someone and goes off, rah, 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 and you go, it's all right, it's okay. You know, you're saying like, keep doing that. Keep doing that. This is how you protect me from this scary little thing that is actually not that scary. Yeah, so we don't like the behavior, but you're rewarding it, which means you're going to get it more often. Yeah. So what would what would we do if that was our dog like what do you do if you had a little dog i would probably move away that's the first thing i would do so um it kind of let's we have to look at where we are with our dog because some of those dogs sit at a cafe and sometimes you're at a door uh just waiting or sometimes you're just walking like I've I've seen it on walks as well where people have a reactive dog. There's this lady in my neighborhood actually that I see regularly. She has a boxer. If you're listening, I'm talking about you. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> um, she has a boxer, and every time she sees me and my partner walking our dogs, she will the dog will stop and sit and refuse to move and she will start petting it like you're all right it's fine and she just pets it and almost like 
hug strains the dog. Yeah, so it gives it a hug and you're restraining it until we have walked all the way down the street. I mean, to me, that's not a life to live, but you know, but if it's that situation, you need to keep moving. Stop walking with that dog. Just sitting still is not doing anything that helps your dog feel better, I think. And the same goes for that lady that when you came out of the cinema, that um, she just needed to move with her pup. She she needed to yeah, stand there. I guess if your dog does this when you're sitting down somewhere like a cafe, they're not ready to be at a cafe. You know, I mean, yeah, I'm going to say that. They're not ready to be at a cafe if every time there is a trigger they lose their shit and you have to go and soothe them that it's okay it's okay like to me that that means your dog is being put in a situation they're not ready for yeah and we're not like saying that the dog is a bad dog or anything but it's just yeah the situation where the dog finds himself in is just not you're not they're not ready for that yeah and uh but i think yeah they're like moving away is always my first my first move like if if i have a dog that will react to something mm -hmm. i'm not gonna soothe that dog and tell him it's okay because that behavior is inappropriate like i don't care about the feelings it's not that i don't care about the feelings but it doesn't matter to me why you, the dog is reacting that way like it's yes you're scared or you just hate dogs or you hate people but the fact is, if we're out in public and you behave that way, it's not okay. So I'm gonna, I'm not gonna say you're okay. It's fine. No, this is not good. Like what we need to do is proactive. Yes. So yeah. we're gonna take. I'm gonna take the dog and be like, look, let's turn around. We're not looking at that thing. We're going over here. So that takes the dog out of the situation. And if I can't, because I don't know, there's a wall or I'm sitting in a cafe, I'm just gonna correct the dog. And I'm going to give him a little tug on the leash and be like, hey, don't behave like that. And this will work for me because the dogs I hang out with, they usually know that if I do this, it means that I'm going to deal with the situation, right? So this is where as an owner, you need to also make sure that you have that relationship with your dog where when you have to step up and, and correct them for something, it's because you're going to provide protection yes you so there's a person there you're scared of that person don't do this so that little tug hey don't do this i will deal with this and then you step up and you know tell the people yeah. to piss off whatever. although i think a lot of people don't have that relationship because of the, the coddling which is meant everything that you do when you do that comes from a place of love yeah, you're thinking, hey, this is going to help my dog. I want him to not feel that way. But actually, we're making the problem worse. So yeah, a correction could work. Like you see this all the time with overexcited dogs as well. Kind of what we talked about in our previous one, that they just start <laughs> the moment they see another dog. And it's not coming from fear or aggression. It's like, oh my God, I need to meet that dog. So then we eat a hug strain them <laughs> and say it's okay or people will say oh let them just say hi so they can get it out of their system yeah so it's both of those choices are going to make your problem so much worse in the long run yeah because first you 
the first one I think is where you have a relationship breakdown where you coddle and you hug strain and you tell them your dog is fine your dog is like in a, in a state of stress and you're doing like the opposite of what makes them feel good and the other one is teaching them just bad habits it's like you're a pushover and your dog gets to say hi get it out of their system and now they've learned oh if i just behave like that i get to do it it's like a, like children right if they know they can get away with a certain behavior because mom is going to give in they're going to keep doing it unless you lay down the law so i think yeah those are definitely problems i see yeah i think the way i see it where you were explain, explaining the hug strain and the cuddling and the it's okay it's okay to me it's like you and your dog are cornered somewhere and we're all scared and 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 like we're gonna get through this together you know this yeah. is the image i get when i when i see people excessively patting their dog and trying to calm them down and saying it's okay it's okay that's the image i get in my mind it's like Same. we're cornered here we're all gonna die so that's the projection that's what you're projecting to your dog that's why i think it makes it worse and the other one the let's get it out of your system like oh yeah once he beat you on the hand he'll be all right uh <laughs> yeah i think yeah it's like so yeah that's why you're teaching your dog like get all excited bark and lunge and be super aggressive and and once you do that and i'll let you get what you want you're all right yeah but that's not okay either you know uh, always you know that one i i tell some of the people i deal with but not everyone because not everyone's ready for this but i say to them you know when you're young and you go out and and you see this cute waiter yes at the cocktail bar and you really want to pinch their bum yes that's but not you don't allowed do it, anymore <laughs> right you don't do it because it's inappropriate yes but this is why if oh let me get it out of my system. Once I punch the waiter's oh butt, yeah, I'm fine. He can carry on doing his work and I'm happy. Yeah. You know, how inappropriate is that? It's not at all. I love that analogy. That is so good. Exactly. Okay, I, that's what I tell my clients. Well, selective clients, because like, like I say, not everyone's ready for this one. But yeah. Yeah, we were all young. <laughs> oh, totally. Maybe. Yeah. So young from the current generation where that's not allowed but yeah <laughs> but yeah you, you're totally right when it comes to that I actually um it's the first thing I address at every single group class right because um in group class you have a new group of 10-ish dogs come at least for my group class they're between five and ten dogs and most of the time, all of those dogs come in super excited or super nervous. And some are chill, but that doesn't happen very often. And some of those dogs really hit the top end. Yeah, especially like Frenchies or some Staffies to do that. Kind of screaming constantly. And what owners do like their first response and it goes for every dog even if you have a schnauzer that's barking or uh just whatever is going on german shepherd barking they will start doing they will squat down with the dog 
and we'll start to padding. It's okay. You're all right. Shh, shh, be quiet. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. So that's the very first thing I address. I will tell everyone, stand up and ignore your dog. They'll be fine. And then I tell them to step on the lead, do the sit on a dog exercise, which we'll discuss in a little bit. And then as the weeks progress, by the last week, oh by usually already by week three, those dogs come in and they're just fine. They're like, oh, okay, we're here. A little bit of excitement and that's it. It's because from the get-go, I do not allow that behavior because it's not helping anyone. It's, it's yeah, it's not doing any good for anyone to constantly be down there rewarding that behavior. I think that really needs to be common. Like, if anything, in this session, I want to tell people your petting is rewarding your dog. And for the behavior they're doing. For the behavior that they're doing. And if yeah. we reward a behavior, it'll become, it'll happen more often. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think <laughs> this is where it's a bit hard again to find a middle ground because. There's also been the other side of the coin where people have been advised not to touch their dogs at all when their dogs are feeling scared or oh, yes. nervous yeah. or anything. So from an owner's point of view, it's really hard sometimes to make the difference. So when can I reassure my dogs? Because, you know, we were talking about um, fireworks the other day. Yeah. And I, I told you there's this dog, this particular dog I had that the only way that he wouldn't freak was for me to hold him. And so that was the way. But the difference I think that I really like to make clear is that when you're doing that, the way you're feeling is what matters. It's not what you're doing. It's not how you're petting the dog. If I had held that dog and be like, it's okay, baby, it's okay, it's okay. It's, we go back to the scene where like, you know, we're both together cornered and we're scared. That's not the same yeah. as me holding the dog super tight and be like, it's fine. You know, you're and right. I'm not gonna- yeah. You're right. Anything. Yeah. So what I'm trying to do is like my feelings of I feel safe and I'll keep you safe. That's yeah. what I'm transmitting. And so there's no excessive patting and there's no excessive talking. It's just like I'll hold you. And then, you know, the dog is like, I'm safe here. You know, it's different. It's a totally different thing. But I think that's where it's, it's hard. Supporting the dog. Yes, it's yeah. support. But uh, there is a really fine line that that that's where we need to work on is where the reassurance really begins. It's like, where am I feeling strong enough and like confident enough to be able to convey that to my dog, you know? Because if so you're panicked every time you see a dog and you have to go into your frantic, it's okay. The dog actually learns from you. Hey, there is something to be worried about. Yeah. If you would... If, if that's you at the moment and that's okay if that's you but if you would get up tomorrow and you'd say all right from today every time we see a dog I'm just going to keep walking and say you're all right let's go you will doing just that is already going to change your dog's behavior dramatically like you don't have to do any corrections or any treats or tree tossing or whatever just maybe crossing the street and keep walking 
Yeah. I think that in itself would make a huge difference because your dog feeds off your energy. I always like to say um, the one way if you have kids and your child falls off the playground or something, the first thing they do is look at mom and see what mom's reaction is. And if mom's reaction is, you're right, carry on, they're like, okay, let's go. But if mom goes, oh my God, are you okay? That's when the waterworks start. If the child isn't sure how they feel about it, obviously if they fall off and they break their arm, they'll be crazy, right? That's a justified crying. And of course they're in a panic and we need to go and support them and comfort them. But if it's kind of like, I think I'm okay, but let's see what happens. That's mm -hmm. when they start reacting. And it's very similar with dogs. They will feed off your energy um, when it comes to that. Yeah. So there's, again, a lot of work to do uh, as humans. The, the, the training that we think our dogs need, mm. sometimes there's also so much, so much work that we need to do. Yeah. Uh, and and instead of like I like to be like instead of overthinking, you know, reinforcement and, and marker words and all those things that you yeah. know all the trainers will tell you, just work on yourself. Like, how are you feeling right now? Yes, mm -hmm. you are feeling a little bit panicky. You you think your dog is gonna like, you know, do something that makes you embarrassed or like makes it hard for you to hold your dog. You know, put a blank blank canvas on there turn around go you know i yeah, think if we it. if we try to work more on that instead of overthinking oh oh i should be rewarding my dog i should be doing this no don't think about that just get out of there <laughs> just exactly. get out of there yeah that's exactly what we said last episode as well like the if your dog is anxious so this is really about anxious or fearful dogs not so much the overexcited dog but if your dog is fearful or anxious you sitting there is going to make it worse. Like we, we said it last time, having your dog sit and stare at something that they find scary that's only coming closer is awful for the dog. Like if you're afraid of spiders and I have one on my hand and I come closer, 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 your response is to back up because ooh, you don't want to deal with it. So why would we think that sitting down with a dog and i've seen actual people hold their dog's face like look at me and they they hold the face like that um and i'm just like oh my gosh you're putting this dog in such a position that they can't move they can't even look away thinking that that helps but what you need to do is move just move away from it um and you know what happens when uh when we try that we're like okay my dog needs to behave, sit, 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 oh or, or watch me, or whatever. And you know yeah. what starts happening? We start getting frustrated because mm. the dog's not doing the thing. And I need the dog to see it because otherwise shit's going to break the fan. Yeah. And when we start getting frustrated, again, that's the projection. So we're showing our dog some sort of distress, some sort of anger, some sort of whatever it is that is not helping the dog feel like okay this person's got she's got it no she she doesn't have it she's like yeah. oh my god That's yeah. and then um i don't know if this is uh for you but this is for me a lot 
that behavior, the barking and all that when they see strangers, then often gets misunderstood by the owner as, oh, but he's protecting me. But your dog isn't. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, I would say that nine out of 10 times, your dog is not protecting you. Your dog thinks it's his job to do this because of previous experiences that you are not stepping up. Like he just thinks, oh my God, I need to do this to keep us safe, but I don't want to be doing this. Yeah, because the moment I would take the lead, the behavior stops because, yeah, like you said earlier, you're in charge. You're telling the dog, hey, you know what? I've got this COVID. You don't need to do this. And the anxiety just drops away for the dog. Yeah. Most dogs really, really want a human to take charge. Like exactly. This is this is what dogs were bred and selected to do over thousands of generations. So yes, there will be the odd dog that is really independent and doesn't need a human. Totally. And like I come I come from Chile where there's a lot of stray dogs, and I tell you those stray dogs don't need humans, they're fine. But we're talking about Australia, New Zealand, and, and other places like this. Yeah, like where, people that yeah. have a pug or a, a Jack Russell or a Labrador. Right? Like, they're not yes. bred to protect you. Maybe if you have, like, a a great a great Pyrenees or something, or some Huskies, I think, Samoids could have that a little bit more. But your average pet dog does not protect you they're, they're acting out of anxiety because they know that you're not going to fix it for them yeah and they're mainly protecting themselves because they see that there's weakness around and and i'm talking about the human there that's like the person that's supposed to be in charge is not taking charge somebody do something you know but that's the moment somebody steps in and 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 holds that lead like you or me or, or anyone that has a bit of assertiveness going on and the you can see it in the dog that almost a sigh of relief right like exactly thank you yeah there's someone here that knows what's going on yeah, yeah. so i think for us so easier to to say it because that's what we do every day as a job but totally. someone and our that, handling some... is so much better than clients but you can't expect the same but this is maybe what they need to aspire to just with their dog yeah, and i think yeah and you, and you don't need specific handling training for this you just need to work on 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 how you're handling things you know yeah so so if the, you don't need to watch a youtube video on how how to walk a bit more assertively like you just have to try to be it you know like you know those aspiration things in the mirror i am strong i am powerful all of that well i don't do that but this is kind of what you need to do when you're out with your dog you need to believe in that like yeah i'm in charge here That's and it. no one's gonna bother us and if my dog behaves uh in an inappropriate manner i'm gonna sort it out and if someone tries to pet my dog and my dog is panicking i'm not gonna let that happen and all those things once you have that going on just watch your dog be like ah. oh you watch your <laughs> yeah. dog follow your dis the directions yeah. man it's a look at you and be like yes exactly and again i do want to say like this is for dogs that just react with barking i'm not talking about a dog that has full-blown aggression towards other dogs or people that need to be muzzle trained and have bite incident like oh, we're yes. not talking about those dogs we're talking about 
the dogs that see someone coming out of a door and they're like going off at it yeah for for no real reason and those are dogs that are friendly once they're off lead and get to know you like those type of dogs um yeah yeah i think that really covers what we wanted to talk about right oh, like, yeah if we have three tips to give on this topic i would say the first one is keep moving so stop standing still with your dog but if you do have to stand still teach your dog to sit on the dog exercise um with sit on the dog all you need to do is step on the lead give your dog enough space to sit stand and lie down and then ignore your dog yeah i only interact with them if they start chewing the lead or jumping up on my legs i'm like nope and then i give really gentle praise when they calm down and obviously you do not do this the first time at a cafe you might do this at home first yeah yeah or in a park with not many people around like somewhere yeah 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 definitely all about teaching your dog oh I can be ignored and I'm fine. I don't need to be interacting with the world. So that's that's that. correct. Yeah. What's that third tip? Uh, don't feel guilty. <laughs> don't feel guilty or frustrated. Like your dog is fine. Your dog is not in danger. Well, if your dog's in danger, that's another story. But in a mainly daily daily scenarios where your dog is kind of cracking the shits at something, just be a leader like be like no we're not doing this that's it but try not to feel bad about it you, you know mm-hmm. your dog you can say no to your dog you can say to your dog hey when we're out here, we don't behave like that don't do this you know it's okay to do that and your dog will still love you and even might respect you a bit more as well because you're finally stepping up to some rules <laughs> so that is also helpful i think it's not a bad thing to say to your dog you can't do this here i think that's that's where a lot, a lot of people struggle like yeah no that's not appropriate don't do this i'm pretty sure that um in larry crone's seminar he used the example that um you can be afraid of the dentist but it doesn't mean you can punch him in the face that's an inappropriate behavior and that's the same with with dogs like you can be anxious but doesn't mean you can act out on it uh, and yeah. not be redirected or corrected or whatever it is that we just which path we decide to go on um mm-hmm. we just need to fit in the norm i guess you can't just be out there barking your head off at everything just because you feel like that's it. right Some and obviously habit. try to put your dog in situations they can handle Yes, sometimes we also tend to ask a lot from our dogs. And if you step back a little bit and put yourself in your dog's perspective, try to think, okay, what is my my dog facing right now? Oh, I'm I'm in a cafe where there's kids running, there's footballs, there's like people trying to pat him, there's like whatever, someone coming out of the movies, anything like that. Okay, but from my dog's point of view, this can be quite overwhelming so am i doing the right thing by standing here with my dog you can also try to think like that exactly like give your dog a bit of grace especially Mm -hmm. 
when or when something is new or if they get startled like i also startle really easily <laughs> so um if they bark from a startle i wouldn't correct that like that's the moment where i would be like you're all right it's okay mm-hmm. yeah because you actually <laughs> someone came suddenly running around the corner and no one saw it coming like stuff like that but yeah it is don't put your dog in situations where you know they're probably going to fail there's nothing wrong with leaving them in the car for 10 minutes while you go and get a coffee or something like that um yeah or sitting at the furthest table of the cafe you don't have to sit in the the one that's in the middle you can choose the one out yeah Yeah. like that make make your life easy make your dog's life easier and then everything Mm -hmm. becomes more enjoyable yeah i even say to people if you really want a cafe dog then maybe go sit at the nearest park bench at the cafe that you want to go to and start from there and if that goes well cool now we go to the furthest table that has the least amount of people walking past the table and then like yeah it's not don't we don't if we have to do a test or exam we study for it we don't start studying while we do the exam and i think a lot of people do that with dogs they have the final end result in mind. So that's where we start. They don't actually study and do the tiny steps towards that end goal. And then they're like, oh, my dog isn't doing it. Mm-mm. I mean, dogs are wonderful. So that's why <clears throat> it's so hard for some people because, yeah, some dogs will be like super bulletproof and they'll go anywhere. And some people never see a dog trainer in their entire lives and their dogs are amazing. And we don't get to see those people but they are out there they are out there and that's lucky for them but there's also yeah a lot of dogs that you know need guidance a lot of people that need guidance because the world evolves yeah we don't live we don't live in 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 a tribe setup anymore we live in cities now and 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 dogs don't all work in farms anymore dogs are like here so everything has changed so we also need to change and adapt and help our dogs you know adapt to whatever we're asking them to do yeah very true yeah all right that's I feel it like we covered uh, a lot of good stuff in this one yep yep all right well let's leave it at that i hope these tips are helpful um if you have any more questions feel free to send us a message or comment on youtube make sure you subscribe to our channel um we'll also be creating a instagram and channel specifically for the podcast in the future so keep an eye on that and then we'll see you next week see ya see ya bye